Luke chapter 19, we, need, we read in the name of the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And it says, Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus, and he was a chief tax collector in the region. And he had become a very rich, he, he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. Verse 4. So he ran ahead and climbed the sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came by and he looked up to Zacchaeus, he called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest at your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down the, and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be with a guest. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. And meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor. Lord, if I've cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. And Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. Last verse, it says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. Again, today we begin discussing and having a conversation about what makes grace so amazing and how Jesus extends his grace to ordinary people. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for what you are doing in Staten Island, Lord, but... We also know, Lord, that there are tragedies happening all over this country. God, I just want to pray specifically for all the families, oh God, that have been affected, and all the neighbors and neighborhoods, oh God, and all those that are being inspired in some way to cause violence and, 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 uh, and hurt other people, God. Father, we pray for the people in Dallas and we pray for the families that were recently uh, lost someone in their life, Father God, that were shot, oh God. We just pray for them, oh God, that you may show your compassion and love towards them right now, God. That this tragedy, oh God, may, may turn somehow into a triumphant relationship with you, God. I thank you, God, Jesus, that today is our launch Sunday, Heavenly Father. I thank you that we are here with an amazing church and are married to an anointed woman of God, Lisa Remedios. In Jesus' name, everyone shout. Come on, why don't you give God the praise one more time for all this house? Uh, um, Take your time. <laughs> have you ever, ever stole something? Okay, so we don't got thieves, we got liars in the house. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, let's be honest, for a show of hands. If you ever stole something in your life, raise your hand. There's judgment free zone right here, alright? Alright? Uh, let me see that. Hey, Odin, write the names down. Oh, you got both names down. What's going on here? Have you ever stole someone? So, not someone. Have you ever stole something? We hope that you stole someone. Now we are. Have you ever stole something? You know, um, I gotta be honest. I I started my life of crime. I was a I was a thug, and I started my life of crime. 
um, about the age of maybe 10 or 11. And uh, I got to be honest, I, I, I was raised in Brooklyn, so it wasn't my fault. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, Brooklyn! Let's <laughs> go. Uh, I've been living in Staten Island for 17 years now. I'm officially a Staten Islander, I'm just saying. But I love Brooklyn. I was, I was actually living in... Um, in the Bensonhurst area of Brooklyn, I don't know if you guys know that, it's in 65th Street, 65th and 66th, come on somebody, right? And I was in between 17th and 16th Avenue, that's where I lived, you know what I'm talking about, right? And uh, uh, up the block, I started my life of crime. And I began stealing at the 99 cent store. You gotta start small, I'm just saying. And, uh, 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 I went in and, and I was just like, doo doo doo. I was probably, I only knew Christian songs, so I was probably singing a Christian song while I was doing it, right? And, uh, and I remember going into the 99 cent store and uh, I didn't have money. And I just saw, uh, uh, you might judge me more for what I was stealing versus me stealing. I was stealing, uh, my, my mom's independent, she doesn't even know I steal. She's finding this out for the first time. Uh, <laughs> But I'm still the favorite. Any favorites in the house? Woo! Amen. We got good siblings in the house. And so I was stealing treasure trolls. <laughs> you guys know? Anybody know what treasure trolls are? Treasure trolls. Uh, so I was like, repeat that devil. These were actually toys. And I was stealing them, and I was, you know, it's so easy. I became pretty good at it. And you know when you become good at something, what do you do? You start building a team. So I had a little brother. We're not going to point fingers, but my little brother. I said, hey, listen, you're coming with me to the 99 cent store. He's like, all right, let's go. So I bring him in, and he's like, why are you putting on, uh, uh, why are you putting on a goose jacket on me? Wait, it's, it's 90 degrees outside. I said, you need to come with me just come. And I became pretty good at it, and I saw it. I said, okay, this is what you're going to do. And he's, I said, we're going to take all those treasure trolls right there. He's like, oh, he sucked in there. He said, Please, please, please don't make me do this. Please don't make me do this. And my brother panicked, and he was just like, no, 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 please don't make me do this. Oh, there you go. Uh, my brother panicked and he's like, please, 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 please. You ever had one of those moments that you were just terrified? You didn't know what to do? You just kept repeating what you were saying? Like, please, 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 please. I was like, just stop. And you know, you got to be a good leader, right? So I'm like, shut your mouth. You shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. And just stand right there. Don't! Why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? Just stand right there. Open up your pockets. I'm going to walk by and I'm going to drop something. And he's standing there. I mean, he's eight years old, guys. I'm 11. I'm the big brother. I have that rock, right? And he's just standing there, and I'm just like, stand right there. Stand right there. I am going to slip something in your pocket. And I just, this is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord. Stand right there. Why are you doing this to me? Stand right there. We walked there. We we walked out with about six treasure trolls. I'm just saying, I think I had the whole collection, every stem, every jump, you know what I mean? And so I became really good at this. I started just stealing stuff. And, and, uh, and eventually the Lord rescued me from my life of crime. Amen. And he saved me. And look, I'm here today. Amen. Somebody on the passenger today. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and uh, the Lord rescued me. And then I had kids. Right? And I remember going shopping with my son. Is he here? 
No, good. Um, and I remember going shopping with my son, and my son is, is uh, uh, we're, we're going food shopping, and my son says, Dad, can you get me this toy? And I said, sure. I actually said, actually, I don't have money to buy it, uh, but I will buy it for you on another day, right? Uh, I was lying to him, but it's okay, right? So I said, I'll buy it for you another day. How many parents have told that lie? You know what I'm talking about, right? I'll buy it for you another day. We, we have the money, but not right now. It's for food. We got our ABA, ABT card. And the ABT card don't pay for the toys. Anyhow, we said, okay. Bishop was like, all right. He's four years old. He walks away. I said, go put that toy back. He goes. He comes back. And we're just chilling. We're getting our, you know, we're getting the half and half. We're getting all the good stuff, right? We come, and guess what happens? He's moving a little awkward. So I peep him, right? I peep him, and I said, we pay for our stuff, we walk out, and I said, help me with some of the bags. And he's moving a little awkward. I said, hey, you all right? He's like, yeah, what, what makes you think I'm not all right? And I said, hey, Open up your jacket. He goes, no, 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 it's cold. It's cold. I said, open up your jacket. You, you ever talk through your teeth? Like, you can't even open up your jacket. <laughs> you don't even open up your mouth. You just talk through your teeth. Open up your jacket. That's what I do, right? So I'm like, open up your jacket. He's like, daddy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what? Oh. I opened up his jacket. I opened up his jacket, and out came the toy. I didn't know what to do, Guhal. I, I would love to say that your pastor said, hey, listen, this is not what God, man of God do. I lost my mind. I was like, you, you little thief. What are you doing with that toy? What, come, come here, come here, come here. We're going to take you to the mansion. I, ru- I didn't know what to do. I lost my mind. I was like, how could you do this? Yo, do you want to be a thief? Huh? You want to be a thief, Bishop? She's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please. Please. No, you're going to go to jail. Four years old. Four years old. I'm not lying. I'm telling you the truth. I can't make this stuff up. Four years old. I go, you go to jail. I go to the manager. I say, make believe that you're going to take him to jail. <laughs> The manager actually played along with it, right? He's like, he's like, sure. And, and, and Bishop is like, I don't want to go to jail. No, you want to go to jail? Like, you don't even articulate right. You just like yell. Go to jail! Right? Go to jail! Because nobody likes a thief. Yeah. I was like, nobody likes a thief. What are you doing? Starting your life of crime, you thief. I wish I was a lot better, I promise. And I've moved up from there. I've actually been able to talk to my kids now. But I was like, nobody likes a thief. Do you want to go to jail? No, come on, why, why are you stealing? Why are you stealing? You're your son. The reason I talk about this is I was telling them nobody likes a thief. No one likes someone that, that they have to watch their, their right there. Again, your pastor was in, all right? But God will need me. I'm saved for my life of crime, right? And, and no one, I was telling nobody likes a thief when you're going to go to jail. The reason I bring that up about a thief is because the person that we discuss here today is someone that is known, notoriously known as a 
thief. Someone shout, are you a thief? Are you a thief? <laughs> Judgment for his arm, it's okay. And so, this man is a thief. He was, his name is Zacchaeus. And the Bible says that this is a man that was seen as a thief and he has this encounter with Jesus Christ. But the label that was placed on him was based upon his actions. And his actions were one that was, that he was a thief. But guess what? He encountered Jesus. And I don't know about you, but maybe you came in here with some labels. Maybe somebody called you poor. Maybe somebody called you angry. But I know this, that when you have an encounter with Jesus Christ, I said when you have an encounter with Jesus Christ, when you begin to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, when you meet the face of grace, you walk out with the face of grace. And so when this man encountered Jesus, and now he became a byproduct of the grace of God. And I pray that when you walk out this place, it doesn't matter how you came in. It doesn't matter if you came as a thief. It doesn't matter if you came as a crook. It doesn't matter if you came as a drug addict. When you walk out, you will encounter Jesus Christ in this place, and you will be a face of grace yourself if you believe that give God some praise. chapter 9, 10, it said, 9 verse 1 through 10 it says Jesus entered Jericho and he made his way through the town there was a man there by the name of Zacchaeus and he was the chief tax collector in the region see this man was socially unpopular this is someone that they saw as a betrayer as a vile sinner someone who was a backstabber and a betrayer someone who was an embezzler someone that it, it, this was way beyond someone unliking you on Facebook this was way beyond someone unfollowing you on Instagram. This was hatred. They had such a hatred for Zacchaeus. Why? Well, Zacchaeus was, he was a tax collector. Yeah. See, Zacchaeus was a tax collector. You said, what's the big deal about being a tax collector? Well, when you're a tax collector, you were absolutely, hate, uh, you were absolutely hated upon by society. He was so much so that even though Zacchaeus was a Jew, if he came to fellowship, if he came to connect in the temple, they would actually make him sit with the Gentiles, with those that they considered unclean, with those that they considered as an outcast. They didn't even want to be associated with Zacchaeus because he was a, he was a bad person. See, oftentimes we talk about the people that Jesus encountered, and we talk about it in the context of people that are hurt, people that are in need. But you know what? Jesus hung out and fellowship and wanted a relationship even with bad people. And so the Bible says that, you know, Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Now, tax collectors, they were hired by the Roman government. Now, the Roman government, what they would do is that they would come into a town, they would take over, they were a superpower in that day and age, and they would step into town, they would take your kids, they would take your wife, they would take over, and then they would tax you. Once they conquered you, once they enslaved you, they would now tax you. And now, how did they manage to do that? They did it with the people in the town. And so, picture this. You're in your house, and you got a neighbor. The Roman Empire now takes over. And when the Roman Empire now takes over, they hire your neighbor as the tax collector for that town. Now your neighbor is coming to your house talking about, let me get some of that money. And so the tax collectors, what they were able to do is that they were able to collect about 30% worth of taxes. And then on top of that, get another 10% for their own pocket. See, he was a thief. He was an embezzler. He was an extortionist. 
He was a, he was a bad, this guy was a gangster. He was so G, he was so G, he was almost H. That wasn't even funny, but thank you guys for laughing at that. I didn't, I didn't have two cups of coffee today, I'm sorry. I can imagine, I can imagine this, this gangster, this mobster, he walks into the picture and this mobster now is, 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 is going to people's houses. Now in my, in my crazy mind, you know what I see in my crazy mind? I see this, this gangster that kind of looks like in our modern day age, he looks like a short version of DMX. I think Ja Rule already took that spot, but um, he was like a, and I got, like he would show up, he's a gangster, he's like, he's like Raul's cousin, like he'll just step in, right? And he'll just walk in and, and I could just see him like, to me, Bible characters have a voice and to me he sounds like DMS. DMX, and he's like, see out the dog. He's <laughs> <laughs> if I catch you when the sun is down, I'm running, man, I'm a ball thing. <laughs> and we're going down, running down. And he shows up at your house and he says, You better get me that money. <laughs> and the Bible says that he became rich this way. He became rich this way. He was becoming a millionaire in that day and time off the poverty of other people. Could you imagine this man like nobody? Wanted to be around him. No one felt bad for him. Because he was a genuinely bad person. He was going around hurting people. He was going around. Say, can you imagine like we're, we're chilling. And could you imagine we're in fellowship. And there's a, a, a someone who's taking money from people. Human nature is like, I don't know. We like singing and then we're like, we're watching with him. When we collect the offering, make sure you don't give them the ball. The, make sure you don't pass it down, right? It's human nature. When the Bible says this, who is a good time to say, take your time, take your time. And so, uh, you know, the Bible says that Jesus, is, is, is his popularity is just rising. I mean, I'm talking about he has a geo filter on Snapchat. I mean, he got more Instagram followers than Justin Bieber. I mean, this guy is Snapchatting and he's bigger than DJ Khaled. He is like on the money. Like he, his popularity is going super high. He's trending on Twitter. This guy is doing it up. He's hashtagging Jesus killing you. Jesus. Crushing hashtag. And so, granted, what is what? I want to see what this what what's this guy about? I want to go check this guy out. I want to see what it is that he's about. I want to go see what's going on here. And, and Zacchaeus, the Bible says that he was he was a little short. Now, I don't have that struggle, but no judgment here. It's okay if you're short. And you know, some of us are tall, some of us are short. But when it comes to our relationship with God. I want to be honest with you. We have all fall short of the glory of God. When, and here's the deal. like um, Some of us have maybe fall short on joy. 
Maybe we're running a little short on happiness. Maybe we're running a, a little short on certain things that, that we want on in our lives. Maybe we're, we're running our, a little short on our finances. You know what Zach does? The Bible says that Zach comes and he climbs a tree. In other words, he was compensating for his weakness. Have you ever found yourself in that place where you started compensating for the weak areas in your life? And instead of giving them to Jesus, you said, I'm going to start climbing proverbial trees and try to compensate for my shortness. And so because I've fallen short on joy, I'm going to try to climb a tree to get the joy that I need. And we start climbing trees in our life. But look what Jesus says. He says, you can come down now because I'm here. I don't know about you, but that's a great time to say amen. He says, hey, listen, Zacchaeus, the Bible says that he comes, another translation says he comes to the point where Zacchaeus was, and he looks up and he says, Zacchaeus, come down, because I'm going to show up at your house today. See, uh, 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 I want you to write this down. I want you to write this down. If if you take notes, you you get kudo points in heaven. Number one, write this down. Grace will always meet us where we are. Write this down. Grace will always meet us where we are. Look at the person next to you. Tell them, grace will meet you where you are. Grace will meet you where you are. You see, Jesus didn't have to go to where Zach was. Jesus didn't have to go to Zach's house. Jesus didn't even have to go through Jericho. But the grace of God will always meet you where you are. He met Peter on a boat. He met Paul on a horse on his way to Damascus. He met the adulterous woman on the ground. And he's meeting you here today. Guess what? Grace will always meet you where you are. He didn't climb up the tree with Zacchaeus. He said, listen, I'm going to go to your house. Like I'm going to go to where you are most comfortable in. I'm going to go to the place where you got all this money stashed. I'm going to go into that place where you don't want no one to go. I'm going to go to your private zone. I want to go to that bedroom that you don't let anyone know about. I want to go to the depths of your heart that only you know, not even your BFF knows. I want to go where you are. And maybe you think that Jesus is not willing to reach you where you are. And you got to meet a certain standard. And you got to meet a certain standard and a certain uh, uh, protocol. But Jesus said, no, I'm going to meet you wherever you are. Even if you're in a crack house, Jesus will meet you where you are. Even if you're in the middle of your sin, Jesus will meet you where you are. Even if you're falling short, guess what? I serve a God that will meet you where you are. If you believe that, keep God's praise. Grace will always meet us where we are. It'll meet you where you are, I promise you, no matter where you are. In life, grace will meet you there. Jesus doesn't create a standard and says, come meet the standard, and then I will go to your house. That's good. Jesus says, I'll go to your house because it is the only way that you will be able to meet the standard. Number two, write this down. Grace restores the rejected. Grace always restores the rejected. Always. What do you mean, Pastor Rob? You know what's the most pleasant thing 
for our ears to hear. Some say it's our, our name. Rolando de la Vega. You know, you don't know how many times I got called that as a kid. Rolando de la Vega. Or Rolando Vega, right? Yeah, lottery winner. Uh, lottery. Wherever she was, she retired. The sweetest, the sweetest things for your ears to hear is your name. Yeah. You know, I had this thought, and this might be a little conjecture, but I had this thought. I wonder, because of the labels and the associations that he had as a tax collector and as an evil person, as a bad person. You know, we don't know the bad people in our neighborhood by name. We just, oh, that's that, that's that guy. You know, that's that guy. You know, people that usually don't know me, they say, that's that good-looking guy, you know? <laughs> you know, but they, they look, you know, that's that guy. And so people didn't know him by name, but they knew him. People didn't know him by name, but they... They knew him. And they associated him with his shortcomings. They associated him with his failures. And I wonder when was the last time that someone that didn't know him in his personal life called him by name. You know how ironic it is that Jesus never met Zacchaeus a day in his life. And he says, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your crib today. What is that? What what is what does it matter, Pastor Rowe, that he called them by name? You know what the name Zacchaeus means? <laughs> it means pure and righteous. Wow. Wait, wait, what? Uh, Zacchaeus was anything but pure and righteous. Uh, he was a backstabber. He was a betrayer. He was, let's be honest, he was a little filthy. He 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 had he had done a lot of wrong things. Let's be honest, Zacchaeus was not pure. And Zacchaeus was not righteous. But Jesus makes this declaration and he says, Hey, Zacchaeus, can you imagine the crowd? Wait, what? Zacchaeus. See, in in ancient times, the word, the name that you had was based upon who you are. And so your mother, right now, we we, we call ourselves names because it's cute. You know? But back then, it had meaning. And so if I called you that, if I called you Zacchaeus, I was declaring that you were pure and righteous. Yeah. Wait, it, it, it's, like, it's like having the chocolate meltdown from Applebee's and calling it healthy food. Are you out your mind? Yeah, that's healthy food. Uh, um, no, it's not, bro. That has like 600 calories. In one bite. And if you're someone like me, it has like a thousand. I just look at it and I'll just gain a hundred calories. The struggle is real. Yeah, that's healthy. And he says, Zacchaeus! Wait, what? Pure and righteous. You know what the thing about Jesus is? Is that Jesus never sees you for what other people see you. See, Jesus sees you for the original intention that you were created. And what he says is, he says, hey, listen, you might be accustomed to the failures that people have labeled on you. You might be accustomed to the names. You weren't born to be a tax collector. You weren't born to be a thief. You weren't born to be an extortionist and an embezzler. Let me remind you who you are. You are Zacchaeus. You are pure and you are righteous. The God I serve will call you. He will call you pure in the midst of your filth. Yeah. 
will call you clean in the midst of your dirt. He will call you holy in the midst of your unholiness. He will call you free and delivered in the midst of your bondage. Grace will always call you God's true intention over your life. If you believe that, give God. Grace restores you. They rejected Zacchaeus. They called him a tax collector and a failure and a a thief. And Jesus says, no, you are pure and you are righteous. Don't forget, I was there when your mother gave birth. I was there before you became something. And oftentimes people will call you what you became. And God calls you what you were intended to be. Number three, or number three, and I'm done. (laughs) Number three. I had 32 points, but I'm only giving you three. Grace always takes what we deserve and places it on Jesus. Then takes what Jesus deserves and places it on you. Wow. Thank you. I know this is a it's really a simple message, but this is the message. This is the truth. The Bible says that grace and truth came in the person of Jesus. Yeah. Oftentimes we look at grace and truth as if they were opposites that balance each other. But they're really not. Grace cannot work without truth and truth cannot work without grace. Good. See, in the original language, grace and truth is actually one word. The translation became two words. But what, what the real word is grace, truth. And he says grace, truth came in the person of Jesus Christ. And grace will always take what we deserve and place it on Jesus. And then he takes what Jesus deserves and places it on us. I don't, I don't know if you get that, but see, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus was the talk of the... T- what is Zacchaeus doing talking to Jesus? What's Zacchaeus doing talking to Jesus? He has no business approaching a rabbi. Jesus is healing. He's just like healing people. He's performing miracles. He's teaching at the synagogue. He's on his way to have his last supper. What is this dirty, filthy, what is this vile sinner doing talking to Jesus? Until Jesus started talking to him. And he says, I'm going to go to your house. What does he do? The scandal is no longer about Zacchaeus' sin. Oh, catch this. Catch this. Catch this. The scandal is no longer about Zacchaeus' sin. Uh, sin. The, The scandal is about God's grace. The scandal. Wait, what? Wait, aren't. Isn't. To faithful people's house? Didn't Jesus come for good people? Didn't Jesus come for the faithful and the clean? Like what do you mean you're going to go to his house? Uh, uh, now the scandal is no longer about Zacchaeus' filth. And Zacchaeus' unrighteousness. The scandal is that grace came in the person of Jesus. To be with the lost. To be with the unclean. To be with filthy sinners like us. I'm sorry I'm yelling. I was raised Pentecostal. (laughs) My wife was a thief too. Because she stole my heart. (laughs) Woo! All right. Jokes are wild. We're we're closing. Bear with me five more minutes. 
Grace will always take what we deserve and place it on Jesus. And then takes. See, Zacchaeus had guilt. And Jesus got Zacchaeus' guilt by association. But then Zacchaeus receives God's grace by association with Jesus. Look, look what Corinthians says. One of the Corinthians, second or first, second. God made, watch this. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. Yeah. That in him we might become, what does that say? The righteousness, the righteousness of God. Huh. He, 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 says, he says, listen, I'm, I, I, you, you could do this. You can take your sin and put it on me, and I'm going to take my righteousness and put it on you. You know, when I think about this, I, I, you know, sometimes, sometimes God is, guess what? God is not scared of your badness. And sometimes we think that we got to come to God good, but God says that his goodness is, that, is what makes you good. It says his goodness leads you to repentance. That means God is Goodness is all over you. It's on top of you until you finally say, this is sin and this is God. And you finally go, God, just leave me alone. God, please stop. You ever been there that you just wanted to sink in your guilt? And God says, no, I'm going to shower you with goodness. I'm going to shower you with grace. And you imagine it going like this, God, you love me so much. And this is why I love you, God. You almost didn't have a pastor. This is not a popular message. See, the moment Jesus said, I'm going to go to your house, they started putting the shame and the scandal on Jesus. You know, you know what would have been a popular message? People say, the, oh, the grace is a popular message. Listen, no, it's not a popular message. You know what would have been a popular message if you would have said, that's the chaos? This is a chaos? Somebody get a rope, let's hang them. They would have said, amen, go ahead, preacher, take your time, dale papi, end up. <laughs> It was amen. Hey, Zacchaeus, that thief, that tax collector. No, he says, come down and I'm going to go rock with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh. He says, I I'll take the scandal. You could put the scandal on me. Let them talk about me and not about you. And the Bible says, that, you know, the Bible never talks about what happened in Zacchaeus' house. It doesn't say that Jesus told them, I got three steps for you to, to work this thing out. The Bible says he just fellowshiped with him. You know, I think sometimes there's certain things that the Bible leaves absent so that we won't make a religion out of it. I think sometimes, I think that if, if, there, would have, if there would have been a dialogue there, we would have taken it and there would have been three other sectors of Christianity based upon that scripture. We, we would have said, uh, uh, well, yeah. Well, Zacchaeus told him this, and then Jesus said, no, the Bible doesn't even say that. It just says that Zacchaeus was like, you guys are in my crib. You guys are in my crib, man. It would have been like MTV Cribs. Like, like Jesus is here. Jesus is in my house. Yo, yo, Snapchat. Like, oh, Jesus is here. Jesus is with me. Jesus is here. Jesus, you know what? I, I don't deserve you being at my house. Like, you, you're a holy man. You're a loving man. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm dirty. I'm filthy. Yeah. 
The Bible says, he says, listen, if I've cheated people, I'll give them everything I have. I'll give them four times what I owe them. Do you know how much money this man stole? And he says, I'll give it. He's about to go broke because he met Jesus. I I was rich, but it doesn't matter because Jesus is in my house. Here, take it all. Take it all. That's what the love of God does. When you experience the grace of God, you become a face of grace. And then when people see your face, they see what the Lord has done. I want to show you this video today before we close about a face of grace at Kuha. church and he 
said to me, he said, you need to stop hiding your faith. So what I was doing. And people close to you won't understand. They'll abandon you. One day they might come back. But it's okay. And that God has a And for once I finally woke my head out high. I didn't have to hide anymore. I understood that, you know, it wasn't John's words. It was God using him as a vessel, speaking directly to me. And I was reminded of the verse, Matthew chapter 10, verse 32 and 33. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. And for the first time, I can probably say that I publicly acknowledge Jesus in front of everyone. Woo! Hallelujah! Now, friends, in the face of grace, when you encounter Jesus, you start changing, your life turns around, and even though bad things may happen, and people may look at you different, your face is shining brighter than ever because you've encountered grace in the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand up on your feet for a moment.